0: Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row morning show exclusively on backrowradio.com. On
1: today's show, technology we were promised we'd have by now.
0: And we dive into a deep topic, what not to say to someone in recovery. Hmm. First, it is Wednesday, January 15th, and we've got a holiday to celebrate.
1: We do. It's National Bagel Day. Mm, I'm super excited about this Mm -mm. I love bagels Bagels have a history That is richer than your favorite cream cheese spread These rounds of dough can be found Just about anywhere Breakfast joints, coffee shops, supermarkets Or even your kitchen pantry Bagels have a long and highly documented history that travels from the Jewish families of Poland in the 1600s to wrapped up in parchment paper in your hands today. And unlike many things created nearly 500 years ago, bagels are remarkably unchanged. Bagels made the jump to America with the mass with a massive Polish Jewish immigration in the 1800s that firmly entrenched itself in New York City where it thrived. In fact, an entire union was created in the early 1900s called Bager Bagel Bakers Local. That's kind of difficult. Bagel bakers, bakers Local, local bagel 338 <laughs> to support the growing immigrant led industry that also begat the bagel brunch that we still enjoy to this day with a little with little to no changes. Locks, cream cheese, capers, tomatoes, and red onions. Yum. <laughs> While bagels were hugely popular in New York City most immediately, they didn't make their way to national scale until the mid-20th century, where automation and bread slicing made mass manufacturing much more efficient. Since then, bagels have taken off to include a variety of flours, toppings, dips, smears, but still remain, by large, exactly as they were in the 1600s.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's been my
1: favorite holiday so far
0: yeah yeah <laughs> bagels are good i can't eat them right now but it used to be one of my favorite thing to get like bagels and i would have it with uh i'd have a plain one but i'd have it with butter and then garlic salt mm-hmm. on top mm-hmm. so good so good
1: i love all bagels
0: Deidre loves those big big soft like she'll get like a big soft blueberry bagel yeah. with strawberry cream cheese. Mm-hmm. I remember they used to sell those at those carts at our high school. They had like little snack carts yeah. throughout, which were fantastic. They don't have them anymore because they weren't healthy, but they had they would have between uh, between periods they would have like cafeteria workers out there with all these little carts, and on the carts you would have like those bagels, big bagels with cream cheese. It would have slices of pizza. They would have uncrustable sandwiches. A bunch of candies and chips and snacks and That's stuff. That's
1: so smart. It was
0: great, and they made a bunch of money from it. But it was great. It was wonderful. Huh? Yeah, but yeah, she would always get one of those giant, like the size of her head, bagels. They were huge. Yeah. Uh, that somebody had like they weren't like store bought. They were the only thing that weren't like store bought. They were like made by somebody for the district, like hmm. somebody local. Yeah. I those
1: love are, a bagel. Those
0: are her go tos. Yeah. All right, so we are going to play a game today, which uh, is actually me just challenging you. Oh, okay. Because uh, you won the title, and, and per my promise, that is reflected on our, our About Us page is on the website. Is it really?
1: I need to go look at it. You have a
0: nice little, uh, nice little icon in the top corner that I need to go look at champion. it,
1: take a screenshot, and save it, because it probably won't.
0: <laughs> it won't be there long. But I'm going to give you a bye week here, and I'm not going to challenge you. Uh, to get back into the title picture. Okay. So I'm just gonna let you play a game on oh, your own. Fun. So they played this, uh, they played the, a version of this game actually on Church Nerds last week, which we actually played this version of this game. Back on the podcast, like two and a half years ago. Okay, uh, and you were a part of that, I believe, because it was a VBS episode, and I would typically put you in the VBS episodes for sure. I
1: don't know why. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're gonna play this uh, again. It's it's the game VBS or NES. So I'm gonna oh, give you yes. a title, yes, and you tell me if it is a VBS, a VBS title theme. like a VBS theme or an obscure NES video game. Yeah, Nintendo system back in the. 80s and 90s. I remember
1: this. Kara right. was also with us when we played this yeah, on was. the podcast. Yeah.
0: So, let's, uh, hopefully these are all new. I think a couple of them might have been from that game.
1: I think it was me, Kara, and Daedra. Sorry. I'm like...
0: <laughs> I'm remembering all of it.
1: I'm reminiscing now. As, long
0: as you don't remember answers, we'll be fine.
1: Oh, gosh. All okay. Right, so,
0: I'm going to give you a title. You tell me VBS or NES. Okay. Amazing Desert Journey.
1: NES. I'm gonna say NES.
0: This is a VBS theme from Concordia. What's their 2012 theme?
1: Amazing Desert Amazing Journey. Amazing
0: Desert Journey.
1: Jeez, Concordia.
0: <laughs> Next up, Adventure Island. This are is those two already. I can tell that this really is a hard game because <laughs> they do all sound
1: like I like can both. see Mario. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say NES.
0: Correct. Awesome. NES NES games. Actually, a relatively popular NES game. Yeah. Uh, I had this one, I know, and it wasn't bad. It was alright. Okay. Next one, number three Castle Quest.
1: Ooh. (laughs) I'm going to say NES. I don't think it's VBS because we're not questing for the castle. Well, I don't know. Quest in a castle. You're correct. Uh, NES. NES (laughs) (laughs) Fine.
0: (laughs) All right, next one, number four Babylon. Oh my word. VBS or NES?
1: VBS.
0: You're correct. What? This was from Concordia in 2018. It's actually about Daniel. And courage and stuff like that. Okay. It's about the story of Daniel. Okay. But yeah, it's called Babylon, which does not sound like should be the title of a VBS. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say that's like that. Yeah, I don't know. Come
0: to our Babylon VBS. Mm. We're gonna get down to all kinds <laughs> of crazy shenanigans. All right, number five, Increda World. Oh. <laughs> VBS or NES game.
1: VBS. Correct.
0: This was Answers in Genesis uh, VBS for 2017. Huh. Good job. Next up, Blast Off. VBS theme, NES game.
1: NES game.
0: Incorrect. It was Ah. VBS. It was Concordia's 2014 VBS theme. Okay. Next one, Solomon's Key.
1: See, I feel like this is a trick. How so? Because you say Solomon and you eat him, eat immediately. Eat e-
0: immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you say that a Solomon, and you eat immediately, thinking of the one thing. <laughs> is this a Solomon for the Bible?
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> what he said. <laughs> so I'm gonna say NES.
0: Uh, you are correct. It's an NES game. <laughs> <laughs> galaxy 5000 ooh VBS theme or NES game I think
1: I've seen this as a VBS theme yeah I think I'm saying huh. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many have we had
0: uh, this is the eighth one
1: and I've gotten two wrong
0: <sighs> yeah you've done really good so far
1: I'm gonna say. I'm keeping track, so I'll say you're right. I'm right. gonna say VBS. <laughs> NES game. Oh! <laughs>
0: Alright, number nine Treasure Master. VBS. It's an NES game. Dang
1: it! <laughs> and just like that, from two to four. Crap.
0: Oh. Alright, we got four more here uh, Bug Zone. VBS theme, NES game.
1: See, I don't feel like it's either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is just dumb all around. It shouldn't be a thing.
1: (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) fact. Um, NES.
0: Uh, No, this is a VBS (laughs) theme. You have to be kidding me. (laughs) From regular Baptist Press, uh, 2012.
1: I'm going to have to go look that one up because that's got me questioning.
0: <laughs> all right. Next one. Time lab. VBS theme or NES game? NES. This is a VBS theme from Answers in Genesis and it was their 2018 theme.
1: <laughs> I got too cocky.
0: You did? I got nearly all these right. Okay. <laughs> All right, two more. Number Pride 12. comes before the fall. <laughs>
1: number
0: twelve. King's Quest. NES game. VBS theme.
1: Well, it's the it's the prequel to Castle Quest. The Castle Quest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say VBS.
0: This is an NES game.
1: (laughs) 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 HUCH! All
0: right, last one.
1: It probably really is like the prequel to Castle (laughs) Quest.
0: very well might be. All right. Rocky Railway.
1: I know this one. Do you? It's VBS. (laughs) And it is this year's Concordia's theme.
0: No, it's Group. Group? Group International, or whatever it's called. Oh. Oh. But it is this year's theme.
1: It's what we're doing this year. <laughs> y'all are doing that one. Yeah.
0: Okay. See, I thought I, I thought I had avoided the one that y'all used last year. So did y'all use Concordia last yes. year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I assumed you were gonna do Concordia this year, so I avoided that. Well, all right, fine. You got a gimme at the end.
1: Hey, I deserved that gimme <laughs> after the <laughs> sheesh.
0: So you missed a. Uh,
1: a lot. I think I missed seven.
0: Seven. Yeah. So you didn't quite get half. So you lose essentially that's what I'm saying you weren't Thanks. even going up against anyone and you still lost shut up <laughs> if it makes you feel any better Bubba gave this game to Anna on uh-huh. Friday and Anna did as bad or worse yeah as you did <laughs> constantly picking the opposite one yeah but from the beginning like I think it took her seven before she got one right yeah, so, yeah. okay so you well, started off a lot better
1: yeah <laughs> I'm glad that you gave me Rocky Railway at the end. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> a smile lit up on your face. Yes. <laughs> Knowledge I have.
1: I know that one.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, what was funny is one of the ones that he brought up in their game was Galactic Starveyors, which is the one that we did here in yeah. the church. Yeah. And she was like, that's got to be an NES game. And he's like, uh, believe it or not, that was actually a VBS. They were so distraught with the name what? Galactic Starveyors that sounds terrible I'm like that was one of the coolest ones we've done
1: yeah that was I
0: like that one <laughs> that was an
1: awesome one I was
0: offended on behalf of Galactic Starveyors <laughs> <laughs> alright coming up next where the heck is my flying car
1: oh <laughs> we'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. It's the second hour, and as always, we like to kick that off with five random facts.
1: Five oh. random facts. I thought
0: you were going to sneeze or something.
1: About bagels for National Bagel Day.
0: Bagel facts.
1: I'm super excited, okay, because I did my, my homework, okay, because some of these...
0: You ate a bagel.
1: No, no. Okay. Some, <laughs> some of somebody... these words... <laughs> ...are a little hard to pronounce. You're right. And so I did my homework. I'm
0: proud of you.
1: You're not going to make me stumble to this time. (laughs) Okay, the beginnings of the... the (laughs) Pride comes before the fall. (laughs) You
0: made it to four words, and then the fifth word... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, real life radio right oh, here folks um goodness <laughs> okay let's start over <laughs> the beginnings of the modern bagel can be traced to the polish and a board that's how you say that are you serious yep Yep. no way yep
0: it is spelled o-b-w-a-r-z-a-n-e-k so Abwarzenek.
1: <laughs> abwar- that's how I thought that it was pronounced. warzenek. Yeah. yeah. But it's an abwarzenek. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. A thin, boiled, then-baked ring of dough. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's surprising. I'm very proud of you for looking that up, then, because that's surprising.
1: I've even found a YouTube video where the guy like, phon- phonetically... Phonetically. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had Chris type it, to text it to me. So I wouldn't forget, because it looks nothing like the word. Wow. <laughs> um, the first known written records about bagels appears in Krakow, Poland, which dictated that bagels should be gifted to women soon after childbirth.
0: I need to know that story. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Is there a reason? Is it symbolic?
1: I've heard it before. Is it something about yeast. I have heard it before, and I do think that it has something to do with yeast, yeah. as well as it has a symbolic meaning to it. Hmm. I,
0: I'll need to look that
1: up. Yeah. I have heard it before. Um, the in, the actual full word for a bagel is an no Krakow. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: So they okay. put that, that region of Poland where they originated from in the, the actual word. Anyway, that's something else that I learned Bonus last fact. night. fact. <laughs> in the 1950s, bagels began being sold in supermarkets across the nation and quickly surpassed the donut in popularity for breakfast. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've... I'm on board with it, and, and I love donuts. In 2018, more than 354 million bagels were sold.
0: That's a lot of bagels. Mm-hmm.
1: And despite the myriad bagel flavors available, from blueberry to the everything bagel, the most popular choice is plain, followed closely by sesame. I like the plain.
0: Yeah, I like the plain too. And they make they make reference to this in the office, which you've started watching. Are you still watching it? I'm
1: still watching it.
0: Okay. This is way down the line for you. Okay. but it was Dwight was trying to do everybody in the office a favor so everyone would owe him one. Okay. And so he drove all the way to New York to get everybody bagels. He came back and they're all plain bagels. He's passing them all out. And he gets to Stanley. And Stanley reaches for a plain bagel and goes, Oh no, Stanley, I got a special pumpernickel bagel for you. And you could just see it wash over his face like, Oh, thank you. You know, he was disappointed that he wasn't getting the plain bagel. And I thought to myself... At the time, I'm like, why would he want the special bagel? Like, oh. Because special bagels are garbage compared to plain bagels. Plain bagels are the best. And that's like the only thing. Nobody's nobody's out there championing vanilla ice cream, you know. It's it's like everybody likes it, but it's not their favorite. It's they my favorite. favorite. You're a nutball. I know. <laughs> but that is one of the weird things that plain is absolutely everybody's, like, well, not everybody's, but it's absolutely the most popular flavor. You know what I mean?
1: Am I the only one that's seeing the racial innuendo in in that?
0: I'm sure there was some, yeah. <laughs> but there, there's more than just him there. That's of a different race. Didn't get him a. Didn't get Oscar a uh, Spanish bagel. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. Spanish bagels. That's the new thing I'm going to come up with.
1: Spanish bagel. It's going to have green chili.
0: Bagel. Bagel no, with taco. No, that's a New seasoning. Mexican chili. Yeah. All bagel right, with we'll make... taco seasoning in the mix. <laughs> oh, gracious. What Move, are we it, talking along. About Move here? it
1: along. Move it along. Get it together. So,
0: we're going to be talking about tech we were promised to have by now. Guys, it is 2020. The future episode of Of uh, the future movie from Back to the Future was five years ago now, I mean, where the heck are all the things we've been promised? Of course, number one, the flying car. Where's our flying car, Mo?
1: I want a flying car. Listen, I don't want a flying car. <laughs> I've seen how people who Drive, drive. I don't want them behind the wheel of a flying car. Just saying.
0: (laughs) There's a fun fact about that. The first person to actually mention a flying car was Henry Ford back in 1926. He even created an experimental single seat airplane that he called the Sky Fliver. Two Vs. The project never took off. Uh, The next attempt was conducted by the Soviets. In 1942, they tried to allow a tank to glide onto a battlefield after being towed aloft by an airplane to support airborne forces uh, or partisans. A prototype was built and tested, but the whole idea didn't get off the ground. No pun intended. Uh, Automaker Pal V recently exhibited a demo car that costs about $621,000. This car is supposed to fly, but, well... Have you seen any flying cars lately cuz I have? No, I so. have I've not. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's sad. It's not going to happen. No hovering no hovering cars. I like I mean I like how that was alluded to in Captain America, like the first movie where it was back and it was with Howard Stark at his expo and he had a hovering car. And then it kind of crashed on stage. And then they never came. We never got the <laughs> <laughs> in the That's we're back why. In the, we're back in the present. No flying cars, even in the Avengers timeline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> All right. Next up on the list of things that we should have had by now, teleportation devices.
1: Mm. hmm mm-hmm.
0: Fans of Star Trek probably understand the idea. Science lovers are also familiar with what is called quantum teleportation, the theoretical technology of instantly transmitting information from one location to another. Researchers once claimed that we would be able to do the same with humans. But, as you can see for yourselves, this still hasn't happened in anything but Star Trek movies and TV shows. Uh, despite what popular science articles may tell you, this kind of Trekkie teleportation is not likely to happen anytime in the foreseeable future simply because our technology cannot transmit human atoms from one place to another. We're nowhere near this one.
1: Listen, I just like how it says simply because our technology cannot transmit human atoms as if anyone's technology can. Ours just cannot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the truth is out there, Mo. We talked about this. There's more UFOs than ever before. Aliens are here. Okay. (laughs) All right. Next on virtual reality. And now this has made headway a bit. Yeah. In that we have really cool like games where you can play in virtual reality. But what we were promised with virtual reality was an actual reality in the virtual world. Like a life you could live in a virtual world. Now it's just for games, video games. I was going to we say, it's talking, called Sims, right? I mean, yeah, like The Sims.
1: No, <laughs> just
0: play The Sims and there you go. The Second Life.
1: I get know. an ad for this game <laughs> all the time.
0: So, I mean, it is it is making headway and we might actually see very much uh, or uh, a lot more leaps in this. We talked about how you can now put on your Oculus and like be at a basketball game right. last week. Uh, or talk with your friend who's also in a virtual reality headset. There goes my water. Um, but yeah, still, still not quite where we were promised it would be by yeah. now. Uh, okay, something called this is something from you might not recognize this one as readily. Uh, this is something from a lot of science fiction. It's called the, uh, typically called the Dyson sphere. Okay, and what it is is it's like a protective. Uh, Shielding around Earth. Uh, it's a proponent of of solar power that was supposed to collect the sun's energy better and transmit that as power to Earth as well. Um, so it was like this massive structure that we were supposed to that could have happened by this time to, uh, and it's still it's still possible. It's a possibility, and th- theoretically it could work, but. Such a structure being built. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, these would be floating objects that we would have to find a way to maintain at the right area of gravity, the size of continents, the size yeah. of countries, at least. You yeah.
1: Know?
0: So it's a, it's a, that would be a massive undertaking that it's nowhere near.
1: <laughs> I'd be okay if we had a protective spear. 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 <laughs> Protective sphere over the US. I mean, that could, like.
0: Just put us in a dome.
1: Yeah. Could solve all our world's problems (laughs) right there. Right?
0: Yep. There we go. Just keep away from us. Big, giant, bulletproof glass dome.
1: Although that also means that, like, world travel would no longer be an option.
0: Eh. You dig underground for that.
1: (laughs) That's true. Um, <laughs> Cruises would be on submarines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Time travel. I think it's pretty clear by now. The time travel is never going to happen because if it ever could happen, it would have happened sometime in the future and people would be traveling back to t- to now. Right?
1: <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> That's what,
0: didn't we talk about that? Stephen Hawking set up a... a a meeting for time travelers but he didn't advertise it until after the meeting had already taken place and nobody showed up <laughs> I mean there was ever going to be proof and if there's ever I mean there's there's a few names in our history that will probably go on for a long time Stephen Hawking's one of those Yeah we're going to remember Stephen Hawking for decades centuries millennia in America for sure He'll be in history books. I mean, he already is in history books, but he will be for a long time. You would have gone back if you were a time travel, yeah, tra- traveler. Yeah, I'm gonna go to that meet and greet for time travelers. <laughs> sure. Nobody came. Not gonna happen, yeah. All right. Now we're getting into some creepy stuff. Uh oh. That might actually happen in the future. No. Mind uploading. Or you can take your consciousness and upload it into a computer or a robot.
1: For what purpose?
0: To live forever.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of movies about this. There's one, I can't remember For the name real, of like, it. Like,
1: every movie that shows the end of the world has to do with a robot. Why are we trying <laughs> to go with this?
0: But there was a, there was a movie, I can't remember the name of it, but I liked it a lot. But it was like, you know, dystopian at this point. Like, it got bad. And I'm pretty sure it was Johnny Depp, who was dying, and he implanted himself in this massive computer out in the desert somewhere, and he became like this, this monster, like this computerized, uh, like sadistic version of God, kind of thing. They always where do. He started taking over all the stuff, yeah, to get all because of a girl.
1: I mean, I robot for Pete's sake.
0: <laughs> Lightsabers.
1: Okay. I'm glad
0: we don't have those. Because everyone would cut themselves <laughs> in half immediately.
1: Can you just imagine my boys with a lightsaber? Yeah,
0: like You'd be dead. They'd be dead. Everybody'd be dead.
1: I would have <laughs> Cannon would be decapitated by now. <laughs> Like, all it would take is him bugging Topher one time and Topher... What did you do? He started (laughs) it. There's got to be, like, (laughs) along with lightsabers, we have to have, like, some sort of instantaneous healing balm. Right. Stick his head back on. Put the balm on. He's back to new. Stop decapitating your brother. (laughs) You can't do it anymore.
0: Oh, what else is on this list? Shrink rays. I don't know. Who wants a shrink ray?
1: Hey, you want a shrink ray? Well, I just think of like, "Honey, I shrunk the kids." Honey, we shrunk ourselves.
0: Died from an ant.
1: No, that sounds so cool.
0: (laughs) Remember when they were stuck in the yard and that freaking lawnmower
1: was coming after them?
0: Yeah. Gosh, that terrified me. (laughs) What? I've just had a. Tiffany?
1: Yes. Have you seen, you know how they have the Roombas, the self-going yeah. robot, or, uh, vacuums? You know that they have uh, lawnmowers? Yeah,
0: we've talked about it on the show.
1: Okay, you know how they're one of my biggest fears? Yeah. That might be why.
0: Because of that movie? Because of that movie. <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> I've, that I've had literal nightmares of these stupid self-going lawnmowers <laughs> coming after me. Yeah. <laughs> And our neighbors in Italy had one. That's the only way that they mowed their lawn. And so every day, well, not every day, but a couple times a week I'd walk out and there would be that little self-going lawnmower.
0: And it would stop and it would turn to you. Every time. Just for a second.
1: Every time. And then it would get back to work. Yep. That's why.
0: (laughs) Just wanting you to know that it's there and it knows you're there. It's
1: all because of honey. We shrunk ourselves. (laughs) Uh,
0: Rocket packs.
1: Like jet packs? Yeah,
0: like jet packs. Coming back a little bit more to the forefront because of the Mandalorian. Because all the Mandalorians have jetpacks.
1: I mean, isn't that essentially what those things over the water are?
0: Yeah, but those are not what jetpacks are supposed to be. Because those are tied to the water and those are using water because they have a giant hose connected to them. A hydropack. This is supposed to be a rocket pack to send us wherever we want to go to fly to work. Can't do it. Can't Iron Man our way to work.
1: Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe one day.
0: Uh, okay. superliminal motion. Otherwise known as warp speed. Going okay. faster than light. Uh, not a thing possible yet. But something people are still pretty optimistic about it being possible.
1: You know, if that were a thing, a lot more of us would have wrinkles. I'm just saying. Just think about it. Because if you go at warp speed... Like, your whole face and body and everything is going to, you know, your skin's... You feel
0: g-forces, sure, but... And
1: then it's going to come back. So if it was an everyday thing that you did, if you, like, traveled at warp speed to get from place to place, your skin is going to lose all that elasticity. Oh, well, no, you wouldn't
0: do it to go place to place.
1: Well, to go visit your family (laughs) member.
0: Warp speed on spaceships is what we're talking about. To go to far away planets or other galaxies... (laughs) Be Star Trek. That's
1: what we're talking about.
0: Whatever. That would be dangerous trying to go warp speed on Earth. Imagine, I mean, you try not to crash into people in your car going 40 miles an hour.
1: You're worried about trying not to crash into things. I'm worried about wrinkling at an earlier age. It's already happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if there's one thing that we've seen a lot in movies that still hasn't happened, human cloning. Hmm. It's happened a lot. Multiplicity. Did you ever see that one with uh, with um, what's his name? I yeah.
1: yeah, I've seen it, but I don't remember it. It was wasn't a, there a period where we thought that we were cloning? No. Humans? Yeah. I
0: don't think so. No
1: sheep. We did, we, clone clon- it,
0: we did clone a sheep. They've cloned a few animals. at This point, which essentially just means they have identical DNA, but that what what remains to be seen. Is, like, if we were to clone a human, would he essentially be the same human? Right. Because you can't really tell personality, personality traits and, yeah. Like, specific ones with animals. They could act the same, sure, but, I mean, having two different people saying they have the same memories... Yeah. ...or, you know, something like that, that would be a clincher for if this was a real clone or just some weird science experiment gone wrong. Or both. Uh, but... But yeah, multiplicity was my favorite one because that was a comedy version of that. Uh, but there was a new, there was a new show I believe it was on Netflix that came out with Paul Rudd called Living with Myself that explored this as well. Uh, I don't. I mean, I know it has cussing in it. I don't think it had anything else that was uh, too terrible. Um, but it was a really good, like dark comedy. Yeah. Uh, short series. I know I had eight episodes, Uh, but it just came out a few months ago and it was exactly this. He thought he was, and this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's like in the first episode kind of spoiler. It's the setup of the show. So this might make you want to watch it if you haven't yet. Um, It's set up as you go to the spa and they rejuvenate you and then you come out and you just feel better. And he thought it was dumb. He wasn't going to try it. And then He met a couple people that were coming out of it as he was walking by, and they were just, you know, refreshed and perfect and ready to start the day. It was somebody that he knew, and he knew that he was, Mm -hmm. you know, on the verge of falling apart. And so he went, and then he woke up from the procedure, and he was fine, and he was great, and he felt good, and he went home, and he's whatever. Well, then, like 15 minutes later, you see him wake up again in a duffel bag buried out in the woods. So that was the original version of him. And what they did is they cloned him and gave the clone all his memories. And they sent the clone out into the world to live his life. And they thought that they had killed the original person and buried him out in the woods, which is apparently what this company had been doing. Mm -hmm. Cloning people, sending them out. And some people had gone in eight, nine times and done this. But he happened to wake up. And so then it was, who's living my life? And how do we, uh, you know, uh, some parts they are trying to kill each other and other parts they are trying to both live. But they're trying not to let their wife find out. <laughs> so it's a very dark comedy, but it was good. And I recommend it. <laughs> for adults, not for kids. A lot of cussing. Hmm. Uh <laughs> All right, a couple more things. We won't go through the whole rest of this list. Uh, life in space. We haven't lived in space. Not even a, a colony on the moon yet.
1: Hey, but, you know, Trump is fixing that with Space Force. Space Force. So, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Superman vision. Being able to uh, to see through everything. Yeah. It's supposed to be a reality by now.
1: I can see through
0: everything. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Cure for cancer. That's a big Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're in the top five of this list here. Cure for cancer.
1: I. What? So, Topher had some of his friends go bowling for a late birthday get together, right? Yeah. And I. These have. He has kept the same group of friends for five years now. So, mm. I've watched these kids grow up. I love each one of them dearly. But the one girl who is my favorite, because her name is Megan. That's the only reason that she's my favorite. (laughs) Um, She was talking, and it just cracks me up. They're teenagers. They're 14, 13, 14, 15-year-old kids, you know. And she's like, did you know that there is a cure for cancer out there? And scientists are keeping it from people. (laughs) They're keeping it just for themselves.
0: So they they can keep you on drugs, making them
1: money. And I just kind of looked at her, and I was like, really? She said, yeah, it's a thing. Like, I heard it on the news and everything. And I was like, oh. I said, so what happens with when one of their family members gets cancer? And she just kind of sits back, and she's like, well, I don't know. Makes you think, huh? <laughs> but it just cracked me up and then all the kids in the car like what really (laughs) yeah it comes from a plant it's the seed and it can like reproduce itself that's all that they need is this one plant the seed from this one plant and it cures cancer
0: (laughs) and you came upon this this information that nobody else has figured out yet (laughs) (laughs) yep uh yeah but back in 1910 uh President Taft promised a cure for cancer. He said that within five years, cancer will have been removed from the list of fatal maladies. Wow. And here we are, well over a hundred years later, and we're not really much closer. We were a lot better in treating it. We're a lot better of removing it and keeping it from coming back than we were. But as for an actual cure of you take this and it's gone... Without killing you in the process, like yeah. chemotherapy tends mm-hmm. to do to a lot of people, um, yeah, doesn't hasn't happened yet, which is strange. Mm-hmm. And it always makes me think about like the causes of cancer because we still don't really know exactly yeah. what causes cancer either. Yeah. So of course that means we can't really figure out how to cure it. Uh, and yeah, is it really? I don't. I don't even know if it classifies it as. A typical disease, you know, if it's in the same class or if it's just some strange thing that comes about with.
1: Well, because it affects so many different areas of the body. Right.
0: And seemingly from so many different things. Yeah. It's just, it's such a strange, uh, strange disease. I
1: may, I may say this and end up sounding like a total moron, but you know, what else is new? Um, I'm more blown away that it, cancer has been a cause of death since 1910. Oh yeah, one I of the,
0: one of the big ones.
1: Was unaware of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so this one is in the list, but we're getting there, and we're really close. Self-driving cars. Oh yeah. I have been in a Tesla. Me too. And they are really cool.
1: Hashtag fact.
0: Um, but we were in them in Florida, and Florida is a, is a scared. Is a scared of the self driving car. Oh, yeah. So there's like a rule, and it's even like baked into the car itself that you can let it drive for you, but you have to touch the wheel every 90 seconds. Okay. So they know that you're aware and awake and ready to grab it if something goes wrong.
1: So, what happens <laughs> if you don't touch the wheel? Like, this is what always gets me with these whole rules about self driving cars. If you don't touch the wheel in 90 seconds, what, it's going to slowly slow down and shut itself off? Okay, I'm on a major highway. I'm disciplining my children. It's taken me more than 90 (laughs) seconds. You have now made me crash and get into an accident because I've slowed down and stopped moving and the car behind me has rear-ended me.
0: I think it will beep at you. Okay. Because I think I asked this question. Okay. It will beep at you first to get your
1: Attention. attention. Okay.
0: You touch it. If you if it if it goes another ninety seconds and you haven't touched it, then it does slow you down. But it is aware of what it's doing. It's still self-driving. It's True. aware of all the traffic around it. True. It'll slow you down and it'll try and get you to a shoulder. Like it'll pull you off the road. Okay. Um. So I don't think it's like an immediate countdown. I think it's like a the first opportunity we can to get off the road. We're gonna get off the road. Okay. Kind of thing. But it is really cool to watch it because, you know, I'm sitting there and watching her and the car is just going by itself. And she didn't do it. She didn't take her hands off it until we asked about the car. Yeah. You're like, it says on there that you can turn on self-driving mode. She goes, I never do it until people ask. I so don't want them to freak out. But she just takes her hands off of it and we're just driving and it's changing lanes. It's doing speed up and slow down as needed. And I'm like, this is Star Trek we're yeah. in right now. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And that's all we talked about. We were in her car for like half an hour. Yeah. And all all she was doing was explaining the cool things about the car. And you could tell she had done it a hundred times or a thousand times. Yeah. But she still loved it. Yeah. Because she knew she was blowing people's minds. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. So we're almost there. We're not quite at iRobot level. Yeah. Yeah where you can just sit back relax take a nap or whatever as it's speeding up and down vertical roads and all right. kinds of craziness but uh
1: I just wish that they would make them look a little more appealing the Tesla's yeah it looked
0: okay it didn't look terrible
1: well have you seen the Tesla truck I did
0: see the truck <laughs> <laughs>
1: that thing looked I threw a baseball
0: at the window. To try and show that it wasn't gonna break and it broke. It totally broke.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know I haven't heard from Tesla in a while that in the news.
0: So <laughs> that was just like it was. It reminded me of that scene in in Captain America, the First yeah. Captain America. Yep. Hover car, cracker crash. Well, I did say it's a work in process, right? But it's a coming soon, correct? <laughs> No, it's not quite ready. It's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, another thing that is actually becoming more uh, available is instant translation. That's mm. not instant. Instant would be like in Star I'm Trek. i speaking and it's, where, yeah. yeah. Like Star Trek, you have the communicator, and that's supposed to instantly translate it as you're talking. That's why all the aliens speak English. Uh, Doctor Who does the same gimmick. It says any if you're, uh, it's the TARDIS itself that, that uh, translates for us. So, mm-hmm. anytime that we're anywhere uh, within a certain area of the TARDIS, and because we're connected to it, we've been inside of it, it'll translate for us. Right. Um, but we don't quite have that just yet. But we do have more and more apps and devices that are are becoming multilingual translators pretty quickly. Like yeah. in a conversation, you can have a good conversation. They talk, it translates to English. You talk, it translates it to German or whatever right. it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super cool.
1: I I agree.
0: Because I remember even just like when I was a kid watching European Vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, Chevy Chase movie. They were in france or whatever and they couldn't talk to anybody yeah <laughs> they knew the few words in french they knew and that's all they could do yep I'm like what do you do you can't do nothing can't do I look through a book for 15 minutes to find a sentence to string together but yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> all right so that's the list there's more on this this list actually comes from list25.com 20 technologies we were promised that should exist by now Uh, You can check that out see the ones that we skipped over and read a little bit more about the ones that we did not. Uh, Coming up next, eight things you shouldn't say to people in recovery.
1: We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio.
0: to the Morning Side Hug, a back row morning show here on backrowradio.com. During this hour, we're going to dive deeper into a bit of a bigger topic. Uh, Mo and I are, are heavily involved in the recovery aspect of life. We've been involved with Celebrate Recovery for many years. And uh, this is a list that comes from Huff- Huffington Post that is uh, things not to say to people in recovery. Uh, so there's eight things here, eight things you shouldn't say to people in recovery and what you should say instead. Uh, say instead. This is by Sasha Bronner, an article by Sasha Bronner. So we're going to go through this and uh, see if this lines up with what we've learned in our time in the recovery process, both as as leaders and and people who are trying to fix themselves. Mm-hmm. Or, well, not fix themselves, <laughs> but trying to get fixed themselves <laughs> <laughs> is what I meant. <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! It's halfway through the week.
1: You know That's where we're
0: at. All right. So number one, do not ask how long have you been sober. Instead, ask how is it going. Okay. It says, this is a tricky question for many people in recovery, and it can come across as invasive, even if you have the best of intentions. Relapse with drug and alcohol use is extremely common, and some people in recovery struggle with issues of shame and self-worth when it comes to talking about relapsing. Just the the question itself is not an accurate barometer of how your recovery is going.
1: Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? hmm
0: So you might have had a, a relapse, but you might have made it a year before that relapse, which... While not optimal, still a lot better place than you were Absolutely. two years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so to just ask how long you've been sober could could not give you the full scope right. of what's going on. So yeah, so how's it going? It's very, it's very generic, very short and to the point, but it offers the opportunity of the person to share a more well-rounded uh, description mm-hmm. of just what recovery has been like for them. So... I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So number two, they say, do not ask when can you stop going to meetings. Instead, try, you're fortunate you have found a place to talk about your problems. So this isn't the person going to the meeting saying, "When can I stop going?" It's like,
1: so how long are you going to be how long doing are you those keep things? doing this,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, it says, being in recovery is a lifelong process. Instead of focusing on an end date or a cure, quote unquote, it's best to offer nonjudgmental support. Try to look at the tools one uses in recovery, like the 12-step, uh, as something positive and not as a negative outcome or a punishment mm-hmm. for their addiction. Yeah. That's spot on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Number three, do not say, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Instead, try. I can't imagine what you're going through, but I am here for you and will help you get healthy in a way, any way that I can. Yeah, um, yeah. That that phrase in and of itself, in pretty much all areas of our life, has gotten so overused. Because initially, I understand this is supposed to be kind of an empathetic thing. Mm-hmm. I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as in, you know, I'm feeling. It's supposed to mean like I've. I feel your pain. Yeah. I'm, I'm in this with you. That's what they're people are trying to say. But what it comes across to people hearing that is, oh, yeah, you got problems. I get it. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yep. You're like, well, it, we're not talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about me.
1: Yeah. It almost <laughs> invalidates a person's feelings and what, right. what they're feeling. It's
0: like nothing new.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Exactly. When the Welcome Home Initiative was first started in Celebrate Recovery, which is...
0: Focus uh, on military members. Yep. Active and not.
1: Uh-huh. Um, the... I don't know. What... His, the head guy over that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. The director
1: or that. whatever. Yeah. He, National director. The, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. <laughs> he, um, he said... To not ever say those words to anyone. To not ever say, "I know how you're feeling," because it right away it invalidates their emotions, their feelings. Instead, it, quite honestly, just say, "That sucks." Yeah. And that I think that's good for anybody in recovery. Just that sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. And see, I still find myself not necessarily with the phrase "I know how you feel," but I still find myself as a leader at CR when someone's kind of pouring out their heart is I'm wanting to join along and share part of my story with them. And I'm like, that's not what they really want right now. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds awful.
1: We tend to think that it builds like a community, (laughs) a camaraderie between the two of us.
0: And that is something that they need. Right. But that's not what that moment's for. Yeah. 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 Yep. You are right. All right. Next one. Do not ask, are you sure you're an alcoholic or an addict? Instead, try. Can I come with a meeting with you? Can I come to a meeting with you so that I can learn more about what you're going through? So this is coming from someone looking from the outside mm-hmm. uh, of someone who might not appear like their life's falling apart. Right. Um, we just watched the testimony from the founder of Celebrate Recovery, mm-hmm. uh, John Baker, where he says, "You know, I I was an alcoholic, but I was what's known as a functioning alcoholic. Right. I." Wasn't drinking at work. I was never arrested for drinking and driving. You know, I was I was still living my life, but whenever I had the opportunity, I was drinking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that can come off to a lot of people, especially like coworkers or things like that, or family members that don't see you all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you be an alcoholic? How can you be a drug addict? How can you have an addiction to this, that, or the other? I see you all the time. You seem fine. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: sure you're not just depressed? You sure you're not just down? Mm
1: hmm.
0: Don't you want to, you know, only just go to a ball game? You know, so, so yeah. kind of, let me fix it for you. It doesn't help to challenge the person in recovery. It's not necessary to try and poke holes in their admission that they have a problem, just accept it as a fact. Uh, they know themselves better than anybody else. Mm hmm. If, if someone gets, nobody wants to be in recovery, guys. Yeah. If someone comes to the point where they say they need to be in recovery, they need to be in recovery. Mm-hmm. So please let them stay there. All right, we're halfway through this list, and so far, it's spot on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Best list we've had in a long time. I did
0: not pre-read this list, so I was, I was coming ready to argue. <laughs> All right, number five. Do not say "I didn't think you had a problem" or "I had no idea." Instead. Try I Am Proud of You.
1: Mm-hmm. That goes along with, I feel like, the last one.
0: A little bit, yeah. Um, it was usually the point that you had no idea. People get good about hiding yeah. their problems and their addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they become professional liars mm-hmm. most of the time. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's how I was. That's how a lot of people were. When When you get addicted... To something that you use to cope, it becomes precious to you, mm-hmm. and so you're going to do whatever you can to protect it. And if that means concocting a a series of lies or, or 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 a series of protections around you to make sure that everybody thinks you're fine, so you can continue to use that coping mechanism, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so saying that you had no idea makes it about you. Again, instead of focusing on them. It requires strength and bravery to tell people about being an addict. So you need to focus on that.
1: Yeah. I think admitting is obviously that's the first step. And that's always the hardest mm-hmm. for so many people to come to. Just admitting and wrapping our own mind around the fact that, wait, I have a problem. Yeah. And I need to seek help for this. To
0: jump from the, the thought of, yeah, okay, I do this, but it's not a problem. Right. To, okay, yeah, I do this. And this it is, is controlling me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then to have people close to you come alongside and say, well, I don't know. That is probably one of the hardest things to combat in recovery.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Number six of uh, eight things you shouldn't say to people in recovery. Do not ask, can't you just stop or can't you just have one or my favorite? Uh, can't you just ask Jesus to take it away?
1: (laughs) I mean, can't you?
0: (laughs) Instead, try, you deserve to be happy, healthy, and have a full life. Mm. Um, If if they've trusted you enough to tell you about their recovery, that you need to take their word for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who can limit themselves to just one drink or one beer or one... Uh, whatever of a legal substance You know You don't want to You don't want to ever flirt with the idea of just I'll just have one You know <laughs> Hit of math or whatever uh, Whatever we got No, can't do that But there are people that can just have one drink or one beer And it doesn't usually, uh, usually end up with them needing to get back to sober You know, mm-hmm. it's not a It's not a They're going to get drunk kind of thing My wife is like that She can have You know A, a fancy drink or whatever and one and be fine and yeah. and not crave another for months you know right. it's 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 like that uh i don't like alcohol at all i'm i'm like that but i do have addictive tendencies and other things like we'll say fast food is the most recent thing mm-hmm. i'm dealing with um the keto diet I've, I've kind of been able to detox from a lot of fast food but there was a long long stretch of time where I would eat something, fast food, nearly every day Mm -hmm. because I was addicted to it. Like, I had other food I could eat, even good food, food that I loved. Mm -hmm. But I had this addiction in my head of that food. Yeah. Which half the time turned out to be gross anyway, and yet I still would wind up going back there in a few days. I mean, that's, that's a real thing that really does happen. And, you know, I know that I can't just... I can't just stop myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't just stop myself. I had to even look at that as an addiction like one would with alcohol or drugs as I needed to hand that over mm-hmm. uh, before I ever got to a point where it wouldn't affect me that way. Right. Uh, which I'm still not sure I'm fully in yet, but I feel like I'm finally getting to a place where that's better. Um, but the big one with me, was, which isn't in this, I added that one to it, the Jesus one, Can't you just hand it over to Jesus? This has been one of the biggest um, arguments against groups like Celebrate Recovery Mm -hmm. from other Christians for as far back as I can remember. Yeah. Say you're not a true Christian if you're struggling with stuff like this, if you can't just hand it over to Jesus. Because everybody knows somebody whose testimony is exactly that. They were a drunk or whatever. They got saved. They never touched a drink again. There are people out there that can do that. They're called annoying people. <laughs> no. They're, I mean, they're fortunate. And that's great that, that God can do that. But that's usually not uh, the case because God usually takes that time and that effort to grow you in many other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whatever the case may be with those, those people that can do that, That might not be the thing that they needed to worry about at that point. Maybe God needed to work on them in many other ways, many different areas of their life that had nothing to do with the alcoholism, and they were able to drop that and move away and start moving in a different direction. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just me. But for me, most people have to go through a process of trying to hand this stuff over to God on a daily basis, use his will in place Mm -hmm. of our own on a daily basis, and that takes practice, and it takes uh, accountability, and it takes uh, a community to help you get to that point. And there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to belittle people for needing a recovery process, especially CR, which is a biblically-based one, it uses everything that it teaches in CR is 100% from the Bible. It's based on the Beatitudes, based on other key Bible verses and passages there's there's nothing anti-biblical about it and yet we still get flack for it which makes me sad
1: I'm gonna stay quiet on this
0: <laughs> I can't open this Pandora's box I'm sorry
1: no I cannot
0: I understand <laughs> alright next one number seven do not ask so you can never get high or drink again there are eight things you shouldn't say to people in recovery. Instead, try, you are strong. I know you can do this. This question can be anxiety provoking for mm-hmm. anybody, uh, but recovery often is not about just the drinking or the using. Someone who is trying to be sober is often trying to work out deeper emotional issues and is attempting to undo years of habitual behavior. When you reduce recovery to just abstinence, it simplifies what is really a much more complex issue. And that's 100% true. Mm-hmm. When you go to CR, every time people come to CR and they're new, what I like to tell them is, hey, you're here for whatever addiction brought you here. But you're gonna find out you're gonna be here for a lot more than that. Yeah. You're gonna find out that this is a total life change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because that's true. The the alcoholism or whatever else you use as your coping mechanism, that's just a symptom of the overall problem. That's that's the that's the weed. In the garden,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're getting to the root of it. Yep. If we just cut you off at the top, cut the weed off,
1: that it's root's is going to grow right back. Mm-hmm.
0: So absolutely. All right. Last one on the list. Do not say, Joe's in recovery too. Instead say, you're not alone. <laughs> Talking to someone in recovery should always come with a caveat that it's usually a private thing. So whatever you say... Don't yell it. Always try to have a conversation in a semi-private place so that they don't need to worry about people overhearing. And one person might be fine telling you his or her detailed story of addiction. Others might not be comfortable telling you a single thing about it. Mm-hmm. Some people might be okay with questions while others are not. Always try to remember that recovery is personal and private. It's, it's an anonymity thing. Uh, CR has that as one of its basic rules. Confidenti- confidentiality and anonymity are basic requirements. Mm-hmm. Everybody who comes there what is expected. happens in the group
1: stays yeah, in the group.
0: It's expected <laughs> to abide by that rule. And if you don't abide by that rule, you cannot come back. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. And uh, so you definitely, I see several problems wrong with this phrase. But yeah, number one, don't don't shout things, you crazy person. Number two, don't tell people in recovery about other people being in recovery. Exactly. Joe didn't want you talking about him to other people. Mm-hmm. Just because he's in recovery.
1: Joe will let you know if he wants you to know.
0: <laughs> Joe told you. Joe didn't tell them. Um, yeah, it's 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 something that should be treated with with care.
1: Gosh, that is such a good rule in life in general.
0: True. Yeah, like a lot of these are.
1: <laughs> just because I tell Matt something. Does Doesn't not mean then, I
0: should air it on the radio. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does not then make it Matt's information to turn around and tell to other people.
0: Which I've done many times.
1: Gosh, Matt. <laughs> no, but I'm like, when you consider that, when you think yeah. about it, that is one, that's gossip
0: yeah oh, yeah, one hundred percent,
1: you know, 100%. just and people like to validate it. well, they told me, yes, they told you
0: or they validate it like, well, it's a prayer request
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm, not quite, <laughs> yeah, so just take that as a an overarching rule for your entire life, whether recovery based or not. If somebody says something to you, it's yours to hold on to, not to give to anyone else absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well, I say that might be the most successful list we've Listen, ever gone through.
1: It might be my favorite ever.
0: From Huffington Post, of all places.
1: You know? Hey.
0: Really good.
1: And you really reminded me of a character, like a cartoon character. Well, I say. Well, I say. That. <laughs> who says that? I have no idea. It's a Looney Tunes character. Well, I say. I can't think of who it is.
0: I have no idea. <laughs> Sasha Bronner from Huffington Post. Eight things you shouldn't say to people in recovery. Spot on, mm-hmm. spot on, Sasha. Really good article. All right, a little bit of Christian music news before we head on out of this place. Uh, number one, it's almost been two solid years since Reckless Love hit the scene, whoop, whoop. and if you think it's slowing down, boy, are you in for a surprise. <laughs> Not only is Bill is the Billboard chart topping Dove Award 2018 Song of the Year Grammy nominated worship song. Being re-released featuring Tori Kelly as the lead vocalist with Corey Asbury as the background vocals. But Cory is also releasing a forty day devotional inspired by the book, which is sure to make some people jump for joy and others wish this fad would all end because still, two years on, the Christian community is divided widely on it. (laughs) It's just sad.
1: It's just sad. Uh, Internationally internationally known for worship anthems like Death Was Arrested, Abundantly More, and Love Come Down, the worship band from North Point Ministries is changing its name from North Point Inside Out to North Point Worship. Originally formed out of North Point Community Church's high school ministry, Inside Out, the band now serves over 42,000 people that attend the multi-campus Metro Atlanta area church every week.
0: So I got two problems with this. Okay. As a radio station manager who seeks out music for the radio station. Okay. I like North, Port- North Point Inside Out. Everything that I ha- I have a few of their tracks on the station, I enjoy them immensely. Okay. Changing it to North Point Worship upsets me for two reasons. Number one, I don't know if I'm supposed to change their old music. To the new name or not? And I can't figure that out. I say no. But it's supposed to be correct with the metadata. So do I change? It's the same band. They're just changing their name. The same thing happened with Family Force 5. They changed their name to FF5. Officially. What do I do? Okay, Are they so- all FF5 now? Or is it Family Force 5 just up until the latest thing?
1: So that's my thought. That's what I'm defaulting to. Like, if I want... Okay. If I'm a band follower, if I'm a fan, Uh and I'm like, oh, wait, this is North Point Worship, but was this before or after they changed their name? I want to be able to look at the song, look up the song title, and see that it says either North Point Worship or North Point Inside Out. Mm -hmm. And then immediately know... And
0: I'm in that same boat with you. Yeah. But at the same time, many times in the past with other bands, they've changed their name. And retroactively, their stuff has been changed to the new name. Right. And so I don't know if that's something that they have to do, like re-release it with the new name. Yeah. Or if that's just supposed to be understood just from the perspective of the metadata in radio stations. Yeah. And so I'm afraid now of playing their old stuff with their old name. And getting a call from one of the big PRO companies that we paid for licensing and saying, Hey, you're not reporting this correctly, and we're going to fine you a thousand dollars. I have no idea if that's a thing that would even happen, but still, it's annoying. But the second reason is this North Point Inside Out is a unique name, yeah, and it's not a bad name,
1: Mm-mm.
0: North Point Worship. I guarantee you there are 15 or more of those in America on Twitter and Instagram and whatever. I'm sure. So whenever I'm trying to tag that, hey, we got the new North Point worship song, you know, this week added to the rotation. I'm going to have to sit there and open up every single profile to find which North Point worship is the North Point worship that we're going to use for this. And sometimes I can't even tell then. There have been many times. We had one last week, Gateway Youth. Gateway youth, you want to know how many gateway youths are on Instagram? Yeah, a lot. Like thirty. I'm not gonna open up every single profile just to hopefully find the one that has a picture of the album cover somewhere in it. Yeah. So yeah, just that's it. It's it's a it's it cheapens the it it's a bad decision in my view for a name change. Okay. Keep it inside out. That's what I should have said. Just, but see, to people. me,
1: it just kind of feels like they are no longer a youth-based ministry. They are—they've grown. They're.
0: Yeah, but but still, at the same time, that's where they—that's where they started. It's the same people they started in that youth ministry and created a band out of it. And so even then, the name still works. They met on the inside of youth, and now they're out and the inside out. And here we are. We're still a band. We're still together, and that's cool. Why wouldn't you keep it?
1: I don't know. Like.
0: It's a weaker name is all I'm saying. There's no reason that no. every worship team has to end their name with the name worship.
1: I agree There's with that. There's no reason. Elevation worship. We Hillsong know. Hillsong worship. Yeah, I, I totally. <laughs> Bethel worship. We I get know it. Oh, you're a worship team. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. <laughs> I thought they were a rap group. No. That was sarcasm, Matthew. Gosh.
0: (laughs) Can't just throw that out of nowhere. Wait, wait. Wait. All right. Last bit of news. Uh, Five Iron Frenzy, the iconic, goofy Christian ska band from the 90s that broke up and reformed a decade ago, is gearing up to release a brand new album in 2020. It's their 13th album. After all, quantity is job one. Uh, But I do have one more piece of news. What's wrong with you?
1: So as I was pre-reading these last night, right? Uh And it says Quantity is Job One. And then I was like, Wait, wait, wait. Does he mean job one or Job One? So that I went and read Job One. (laughs) (laughs) Does this does this fit in anywhere? No. No, I think I think he means Job One. Okay.
0: (laughs) Quantity is Job One is the name of one of their albums.
1: (laughs) Got it. Got it
0: uh, there's one bit of news that didn't make it into the show prep that I just wanted to make mention of Toby Mac just released a few days ago a very emotional moving song about dealing with his son's death mm-hmm. uh, it's called twenty one years uh it's very good, yeah, it's done really well. the video's very
1: moving touching
0: and it's still the toby Mac style like you know it's uh he even uses the same two words that I think he uses in about 17 of his songs which are woke up woke up with blank something and so but it know? was but it was a really good really touching so- song but the video itself was really good because eventually they start splicing in uh, video clips from his son of his Aww. son, from his music videos and from other things own videos and it's very it's very raw especially towards the bridge you really feel like the 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 pain that he's feeling and he's trying to balance between you know knowing that he's with god knowing that he's in heaven and uh but it ends with the line of uh, I, don't, I don't know the exact line but he talks about you know 21 years was a was a good loan yeah thank you for letting us have him for that long you know oh my gosh and it's yeah it was it hurts it was hard not to cry watching that um, but it's good. Why it's didn't a, you cry? Really just I, let I, it I, I out, man. I was willing, but I was also, Gosh. you know, I don't like to be the dad who just winds up crying in the middle of the day, and the son see him like, why? What, what's wrong? Like, uh, I can't explain it. And then they're just gonna have this weird, thought. this weird I, memory. My dad always crying. But anyway, watch it. It's good if you haven't yet. Uh, coming up next, we share something we love.
1: We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. the first, I want to share with you something I love. And uh, it's it's kind of a love-hate situation. You missing a paper? <laughs> I guess I'm doing all the after today. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a love-hate situation with this. Um, I, I love salespeople who actually look out for you. Uh, but I hate the reason... Why this came to my mind.
1: Okay. So let me
0: share the story briefly. Okay. I have a phone I've had for two years now. It is a Galaxy Note 8. It's been a great phone up until the last five months. The last five months, little quirks about it are starting to glitch and I can't fix them. When I'm streaming a radio station, like our radio station, or streaming Spotify or anything like that, it buffers constantly despite the fact that I either have unlimited mobile data on or I'm in Wi-Fi where we have fiber Wi-Fi, which means we shouldn't be buffering ever at all Uh for any reason. Yeah, Happens constantly. Hmm. So it just drops out and it's gone for like 30 seconds before it catches up with itself. And there's no reason it should be doing that. And I've gone through all the lists of hundred different things that you can do to fix this in your phone, and nothing, nothing's fixed it. It's, uh, most recently, in the last week, has decided, eh, I'm not going to auto-rotate anymore. If you want to turn it sideways to make it widescreen, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I've checked the settings set. Everything's set. I haven't changed any settings. Nobody's played with my phone. But no, just not going to auto-rotate. Forget it. Weird. It's up or nothing, guys. So I'm just, I'm ready for a new one. Yeah. I'm dying for a new one. We were waiting until I paid it off. Last month, or I mean, it was this month was the last month in the payment period. Sent in our last bill. A few days later, which was last Saturday, after you and I recorded, I was going to go get my new phone. Okay. And I was excited. Yeah. I had been researching all the new galaxies there was like seven that were released last year. Like, which one's gonna be the one I want? Like, okay, figured out which one I wanted. I go to the Verizon store. He said, "Yeah, can I help you?" He said, "Yeah, I know exactly what I want. I want this Galaxy phone, S10 Plus. I think is what I was gonna go for." He said, "Okay, uh, we do have those, but I don't normally talk myself out of sales, but but uh, they usually release the new." galaxies in the beginning of February. And so if you were to wait until they release the new ones just another month or so, a little bit more than a month, you can either get the brand new phone for about the same price as this right. is right now or you could get this phone for, for a cheaper. lot cheaper. Yeah. And I sat there and I wanted to be mad at it, at him out loud, but instead I said, "Okay, man. All right. Thank you. And I left. Yeah. And then I just sat in my truck Googling when is the new phones coming out? (laughs) Because I'm so desperate for a new phone. But it was really nice of him. And that's absolutely true. I did not know that the new phones came out, you know, at the beginning of the year. I haven't really been paying attention to release dates or anything. And so I know that they're they're having their release party thing on February 11th, I think it is, Samsung is. And so I don't know if the phones come out immediately then, but they come out really quickly after that. So right. So that won't be too much longer. But yeah. So, I mean, it's nice of him. And it's true. He could have not said anything. Yeah. I could have bought that phone and been paying for it for mm-hmm. the next two years and come and find out in less than, you know, 30, 45 days that, oh, I could have had this brand new phone for mm-hmm. the same thing with all these extra features. Yep. Uh, but no so i'm I'm glad I'm just mad I'm mad about it but i'm I'm glad that he did that because that was nice
1: yeah that <laughs> good on him
0: be a good person above being a good salesperson yes because you want you know why why that'll make me go back there
1: hey you should have asked him for his name I got his name oh ah, see
0: i looked his name tag I got it I'm gonna look for him
1: good job he was also
0: I mean he's not hard to pick out. Okay. <laughs> he was a distinct individual. Okay. <laughs> but he's a good, That's a good nice guy. way of saying it. Yeah. It wasn't ugly or anything. I'm not saying he was like a, a land whale Dude or a sea cow. Dude was busted. <laughs> he had he had a, an interesting hair and beard combo that, that I will be able to Pick out. Pick out pretty All right. easily. <laughs>
1: Fair enough.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh Hey, I
1: pulled up the script, so. Okay, you got
0: it, all right. Yep. Well, then let's close our show with the Bible verse for the day.
1: John twelve twenty six. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him.
0: Thank you for joining us. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday.
1: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community at Back Row Baptist Church by going to... (laughs) backrowbaptist.com
0: <laughs> you added an ad I did <laughs> if you love what we do here at Backrow Radio please consider partnering with us uh, and our radio ministry at backrowradio.com slash partner there are several tiers with different rewards and incentives but even just committing to donate one dollar a month will get you into our fa- uh, famous our okay. private Facebook group hey it could be scoop, famous and get you our private podcast feed where you'll get every full episode of the Morning Side Hug and you'll get the full episode of Church Nerds a day early
1: and of course we also offered the back row free podcast where you'll get a weekly podcast on Thursdays from the Morning Side Hug with selected clips from all four of our shows that week. You'll get a critical hit with Hector Mira and the full episodes of Church Nerds after they air on Fridays.
0: That's it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will, too. Once again, I'm
1: Matt. And I'm Mo.
0: Remember that Jesus loves you.
1: The hoverboards we have now are not the hoverboards we were promised.
0: (laughs) And if you see us around, we'd love a side hug.
1: Bye.